BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. The Georgia State RICO trials are now being set. Glenn says the defendants are starting to line up so they can be the first ones to tell their story. And then there were two. Two defendants have now demanded a speedy trial in their Georgia State RICO case. You'll recall that 19 defendants total are charged as being part of a criminal enterprise, being part of a RICO conspiracy designed to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. And up until today, only one defendant had demanded a speedy trial. Kenneth Cheesebro. He demanded a speedy trial, and Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis said, <laughs> I got your speedy trial right here, October 23rd, two months from now. Let's do it. And Judge McAfee, the presiding judge down in Georgia, set Kenneth Cheeseboro's trial for October 23rd of this year, 2023. And now we have a second defendant who is demanding a speedy trial, Sidney Powell. Here's the new reporting from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Headline, Sidney Powell files speedy trial demand in Fulton case. And that article begins, Attorney Sidney Powell on Friday filed a speedy trial demand in the Fulton County elections interference case that has also ensnared former President Donald Trump and ex-New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Powell becomes the second defendant to file for a speedy trial in the sprawling racketeering case, which culminated in a 19-person, 41-count indictment last week. Attorney and co-defendant Kenneth Cheesebro filed a similar request on Wednesday. Fulton Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee subsequently set an October 23rd trial date. It's likely that Powell's motion will now add her to those proceedings in late October. Under Georgia law, a speedy trial demand means a case has to be tried by the end of two terms of court. In Fulton County, court terms are two months long and the current term began in July and will end on August 31st. Now let's take a quick look at the court filing by Sidney Powell demanding a speedy trial. It's captioned, State of Georgia v. versus Sidney Catherine Powell. I guess her middle name is Catherine, not Kraken. Demand for speedy trial. Comes now, Sidney Catherine Powell, defendant, by and through undersigned counsel and hereby demands a speedy trial for indictment number so-and-so pursuant to Georgia state law. 
And then there are a few more paragraphs of some boilerplate language, some legalese, but it looks like, at least at this moment, two of the 19 co-defendants, remember all 19 are charged as being part of the same RICO conspiracy, part of the same criminal enterprise, all in one indictment, but it looks like only two will go to trial in October, Kenneth Cheesebro and Sidney Powell. And here's the thing, friends, it's gonna turn out that that's not so good for Donald Trump. Why do I say that? Well, in order to sort of tease this out, we're gonna have to do a little bit of a deep dive into trial tactics. Coming up after the break, Glenn explains how the trials of other co-defendants won't play out well for Trump. This is Justice Matters. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When Donald Trump's co-defendants begin going to trial, they'll have the upper hand. Glenn says they'll be the first to point the finger at the other co-defendants. So let's spend a few minutes today going to a Team Justice Law School class. Here's what happens when only a couple of co-defendants who are charged as part of a bigger case, as part of a RICO conspiracy, go to trial, and the rest have to go to trial in the future. District Attorney Fawny Willis and her team of prosecutors will have to prove in the case against Cheesebro and Powell that there was a RICO conspiracy, there was a criminal enterprise, and its goal was to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. So they'll have to prove that. And then they'll have to go on to prove the crimes, the substantive crimes, the specific crimes that Kenneth Cheesebro and Sidney Powell committed. But they're not gonna necessarily have to prove the crimes that all of the other 17 co-defendants committed. But of necessity, there's gonna be lots and lots of evidence and testimony incriminating Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows and others. But here's the thing, friends. Donald Trump is not gonna have a lawyer in the first trial against Cheesebro and Powell. Cheesebro will have his lawyer, Powell will have her lawyer, and they will vigorously represent the interests of whom? Cheesebro and Powell, not of Donald Trump, or Rudy Giuliani, or Mark Meadows, or John Eastman, or Jeffrey Clark, or any of the others. So what will happen 
Well, the witnesses and the evidence that implicates, that incriminates Cheesebro and Powell, their attorneys are going to go after that evidence hard. But when evidence starts to pour in about what Donald Trump did, about Trump's crimes, the incriminating information about Donald Trump, they're not going to have to knock that down, right? That's going to go unaddressed. Donald Trump will not have a voice at that first trial. In fact, stick with me here, friends. Often what happens when you have just two of the co-defendants at council table on trial and the other 17, all the rest are not there, they don't have a voice. You know what those two defendants do through their attorneys? They point the finger at the empty chairs. I have encountered this time and again when I've prosecuted conspiracy cases, but I didn't have all conspirators at the table during the trial because some were set off in the future. They would point their finger at the empty chair. They would say, wait a minute, Kenneth Cheesebro, for example, I'm just an innocent dupe here. I'm just a little lawyer. Donald Trump was driving the train. His dirty attorney, Rudy Giuliani, was driving the train. His corrupt chief of staff, Mark Meadows, was driving the train. Those are the bad guys, the ones who aren't sitting before you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Don't convict me. They need to be held accountable because this is their doing, even if they duped me into doing a little something that turns out to have been not so kosher. Now, I'm not saying that's a winning argument, but I am saying it's a tactic that I have seen over and over again, where the defendants on trial will point the finger at the missing defendants, the empty chairs, the Trumps, the Giuliani's, and the Meadows, and they will say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you know those are the real bad guys. Those were the ones driving this corrupt scheme to overturn a presidential election, not me. I got swept up, and frankly, I got deceived by them a little bit. John Eastman told me this was all lawful and constitutional, and he's a constitutional scholar. He's a professor. It can work. Not always. I would say not often, because as long as there's enough evidence to prove, you know, Cheesebro's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt and Powell's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, well, then the jury should convict them, even if they try the empty chair defense. But the beauty of this... <laughs> is with the trial being televised and trials in Georgia state courts are televised, people are going to see all of this incriminating evidence pouring in, being presented to the jury about Donald Trump, and there's going to be nobody there to push back. There's going to be nobody there to cross-examine it. In fact, Cheesebro and Powell's lawyers might prop it up. You're darn right Donald Trump committed all these crimes. We're the innocent dupes. He's the bad guy. He's the one who needs to be held accountable. Think about what a trial like that would look like to the viewing public. As I say, not so good for Donald Trump. Now, things are not frozen. Things are not set in stone. You know, it may be that more defendants will demand a speedy trial and they will also get added to the October 2023 trial date, things could move and change and shift. But here's one thing that I believe will not change. Donald Trump is not going to be demanding a speedy trial. 
Donald Trump will not want to be sitting in that courtroom as a co-defendant shoulder to shoulder between Kenneth Cheesebro and Sidney Powell. Not going to happen. So however many defendants end up going to trial in October, assuming there's a trial in October, it's not going to turn out good for Donald Trump. And that's a good thing for the rest of us, for we the people, for democracy. Because justice matters. Friends, please stay tuned. Please stay safe. And I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.